Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the uh, editor and lead writer for TheVikingAge.com. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and like this video. And if you have already, uh, we appreciate you for doing that. Make sure to also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, but right now, we're just going to begin the show. And uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Shad, who uh, writes for us here at The Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News and uh, Zone Coverage. Uh, but before he gets on, I wanted to, him to have a special intro song. So here we go. Love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take it in. Take it in. Take it in. Oh, yeah. That was uh, that was quite the pop last night. As somebody oh, who yeah. was at AEW Dynamite, uh, CM Punk returning. Uh, definitely an electric moment. Hopefully, you know, the Vikings will have their fans reacting the same way as, uh, you know, 10,000 people who live in their parents' basement reacted to CM Punk coming back last night. So <laughs> hopefully, yeah, one can hope at least at least a couple times during the year. Hopefully uh, that we don't have that annual Christmas drag or whatever that appears to, to happen every season. And it'll just be crazy crowds. All year long. But before we get started, I also want to, I want to get, I have a confession to make. I want to get something off my chest. Uh, it's Vikings related, so don't worry. You know, doesn't have anything to do with you. But here it goes. And um, I think, um, I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a really good season. <laughs> um, I, he's having a really good training camp. He's with a head coach that likes him. Justin Jefferson is balling out in camp. Adam Thielen's having a good camp. KJ Osborne's having a really great camp. Um, it's all just leading me to to believe that that Kirk Cousins is going to have a really good season this year. And by really good season, I mean you know throw over forty five hundred yards and forty touchdowns. Now this also does not mean the Vikings are going to have a really good season. I just think Kirk Cousins is going to have himself maybe a career year in terms of statistics. Um, I just want to get that off off my chest. Because I've been kind of doubting him, but I've been building up confidence slowly, kind of keeping it in, and I just want to, I just want to get it out and let it out and feel free. So, what are your thoughts on this? I I feel the same way. I think when you compare to what Kirk Cousins sounded like a year ago and everything that was kind of hanging over him, uh, it's night and day. Now, Kirk was sent home today because of an undisclosed illness. I'm not going to freak out about that. And honestly, if it is COVID, better to get it now than in. In December, so correct, correct. Um, not that not that I want Kirk to get COVID no. at all, but um, you know there, there's a lot of good things happening right now. He seems to have rapport with his receivers, as you mentioned. He is a head coach that actually will spend more than 45 minutes with him in a meeting. Um, a there's week. a lot of good things shaping up for him right now. So 
Yeah, I, I mean, Kirk has consistently put up numbers. That's what fans of his will tell you. And I think with all the weapons, with the new age offense that is coming in, I think Kirk Cousins can have a very good season. Physical ability has never been his problem. It's been the ability between the ears. So can Kevin O'Connell squeeze the best out of him? That's what it's going to come down to. So I'm encouraged so far, but I I mean, we're not going to know anything until the regular season games start because he's not going to play in the preseason. Right. Yeah. It just sounds like compared to years past, he's just had better camp as far as situational situations. That's not a phrase, but in situational drills, uh, such as like two minute drills and stuff, he's just been much better uh, as far as getting the team down the field and scoring points uh, compared to those drills last season. So that's something to, I think that, that, that shows you a big difference in his performance this year compared to last year. Yes, it is camp. So things can change and we, he could go revert back to old cousins and just, play scared at times um but we will see hopefully that's not the case all right on to our first topic which has to do with the vikings releasing their first unofficial that's important unofficial depth chart of uh, 2022 now this is the unofficial depth chart because i believe it is posted by like the, the every team's pr team so it's not even like the coaches or anything that that puts this this is just purely to put on the website to have before the preseason so but there are some interesting things which make you wonder like was it really entirely the pr team because there's there's some interesting things in there uh first off would be the listing at qb2 of kellen mond or sean Mannion. there's no two there's no three both kellen mond and sean Mannion are listed as the qb2s behind kirk cousins now is this listing uh, with the or between them, is is this good or bad for for Kellen Mond? I I don't think it matters to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, if the Vikings are smart, they wouldn't play Sean Mannion at all on Sunday because they know what the, they know what he is. He, yeah. He's not good enough to help you win a game as a backup. Um, you know he's very smart. Kirk Cousins likes him. He's a good support animal uh, for Kirk Cousins. I guess like if you want to put it in those terms. But I, I I think they need to see what's going on with Kellen Mond. And I think on Sunday, you know, if Mannion goes out there for more than a couple of series, I'm going to be surprised because this team probably wants Kellen Mond to win that backup job. He has more upside, theoretically. He has more uh, potential. Uh, you know, everything that you could say, I guess everything that you couldn't say about Sean Mannion, you can say about Kellen Mond. That being said, so far in training camp, it has not been good. He is dropping snaps. He is struggling to get to his second read. He is taking sacks during a two-minute drill. Everything has gone poorly, and it's almost like people should have saw this during his draft uh, analysis, so or draft evaluation, I should say. So, I mean, Kellen Mond being la- listed with Sean Mannion, I mean, there's a chance that the backup quarterback is not on the team right now, that they could trade for somebody. And I'm kind of skittish about that because that's kind of like the Chris Herndon emergency trade um, that they pulled a year ago. But um, I think that, you know, Kellen Mond's going to have to show something against the Raiders or else they have to move on. Yeah, I think I'm not too worried about if they trade for backup because I think they would go after someone who's either got a ton of experience or someone who's just has experience in the system. I don't think they're going to go after like a Cam Newton or anything like that to just 
ruffle the feathers just to have someone better than than Kellen Mond. I kind of believe it's a good sign for Mond because I just think it's better than him being listed as third. And I think if if you're him, that's that's better than you were a year ago. Um, so this this regime is actually like just at least giving him a shot or at least making it look like they're giving him a shot. Uh, but I would say kind of what you were talking about uh, um, of that. However, there was a report today from from ESPN's Kevin Seifert that the Vikings are very open to the thought of their backup quarterback not being on their roster right now, which is what you mentioned, um, which would which should make Kellen Mond worry. Uh, for sure, because then he would end up on like the practice squad or something, and then or even cut. Um, so yeah, I'm not worried about Mannion. I think him being on the field on Sunday would probably be a waste of reps for pretty much everybody, other than maybe the offensive line. Um, I'm really surprised they don't have four quarterbacks. It's kind of surprising to me that they don't have that. Uh, but they needed help at at other positions. But uh, yeah, I I. I uh, I don't even know. I've heard a couple names thrown out there as possible backup options. You know, somebody threw out have thrown out like Gardner Minshew, like Bortles, uh, like not a whole lot of guys that you would really want to either give up assets for or spend money on. So I, I don't I don't know because I think part of the reason why the Vikings haven't had a good backup situation for so many years is because Kirk Cousins has been so durable which I think they're depending on this year. But this I feel like this regime is smart enough to know, like, this is football. Anything can happen. Um, so we got to be ready. Um, just a little side note. In 2019, when Kevin O'Connell was the offensive coordinator for the Washington football team, uh, one of his quarterbacks was uh, Case Keenum. So I just wanted to put that out there as uh, maybe uh, a reunion, but probably not because he's the Bills are going to be like, Nah, we're gonna keep him. Really um, speaker Case Keenum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good. Did you? I watched the full video and it was even better. There was like a three-minute long version video of that. Did uh, he? Uh, I, I saw the short version. Did yeah. he go up to Stefan Diggs during this bit? Because that would have. So. Yeah, that would have been that would have been too right. easy for Diggs. I feel like. Right. Yeah. If he would have gotten guys, Diggs, that would have been amazing. But the other the the funny part was when like. Uh, they showed a security guard like being like, no, 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 you gotta, you gotta get out of here. You get, he's like, what? The 2019 pass doesn't work anymore. And he's like, no, 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 you gotta get out of here. And then they showed in the three minute video of like case being like pointing to the camera and be like, Hey, we're on camera. And the security guard's like, Oh, <laughs> so um, like, I'm not going to get my security win for the day. Right, like, come right, on. Right, guys. right, 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 right. All right. Moving on. Let's see the running backs. There was no surprise really. Uh, the depth chart. Wide receivers, not a whole lot of surprises, except for Albert Wilson was listed as the number 10 receiver. Um, does this seem odd to you at all, considering he's been in the NFL since 2014? No, because this is what the Vikings do. I mean, it's just like this is a different regime and they do the same things. They yeah. sign a veteran receiver just to be a camp body yeah. and then just push the younger receivers. And right now, I mean, Albert Wilson he, he knows where to line up. He knows what to do with the right things. And I mean, like, like you said, this is an unofficial depth chart. So, I mean, it, this isn't indicative of how the Vikings are preparing. But if the young players on the Vikings know what they're doing and they're doing their job, there's no room for a veteran like Albert Wilson who doesn't have that same upside. Amir Smith-Marset has had a couple of hiccups during camp. 
Um, you have BC Johnson returning from that knee injury. It was good insurance. And I think it was a good move to sign him. But if everybody's healthy and rolling and not making dumb mistakes on the field, there's no room for Albert Wilson. So uh, he is listed 10th on the depth chart right now, which is kind of hilarious, but um, just because there's like 10 spots really, but um, Dan Chisena, uh, the ultimate Chisena weapon Chisena yeah. run a four, yeah. three, but we're not really sure what he does. Um, <laughs> he's a punk gunner. That's, that's the answer, but yeah, I, I mean, Kendall Wright, Jordan Taylor. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting some other guys that are. Oh, I got the list for you right here. You said Kendall Wright, Jordan Taylor. These are just guys that they've signed that were either cut before the season or made the team but didn't really have a whole that big of a role. So you got Jordan Taylor, Kendall Wright, Michael Floyd, Tavares King, Tajay Sharp. Like one a year pretty much. Michael Last. Floyd was in the Minneapolis Miracle game, though. Like they hung yeah, on, but but what do you have? Like a catch? Uh target. A, t- one target. <laughs> yeah, like I one said. target, and he like, wore eighteen. So like my I went to wait a second, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. but obviously it was not Justin Jefferson. He was a zero star recruit at the time of that game. So. And I think I think if I remember, I think they signed Albert Wilson after Amir Smith Marset suffered a little little injury, and he was on like a scooter or whatever. So that was probably. Like you mentioned, like little insurance to make sure that he was okay and he seems fine now. Uh, he's in. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about him a little bit, but he's in. He's listed as the the punt returner uh, for for the Vikings. Um, tight ends, nothing surprising. Eric Smith's at the top. Other guys, who really cares? Um, offensive line, not really too many surprises at all. Although things are changing in camp uh, as of today, with Ed, Ed Ingram getting some first team snaps rookie Ed Ingram at a uh, right guard. So that's pretty intriguing. We'll see how that goes. If that uh, remains the case on Sunday. Um, but Wyatt Davis, second year guard out of Ohio state, two time all American out of Ohio state. He is listed. Uh, I think the third as a third right guard. So basically like eighth or ninth on the, the, the guard depth chart, I guess it'd be fifth or sixth. Um, but does his placement all but confirm that he is highly unlikely to to make the Vikings final roster this year? I think so. I, I mean, he was fighting an uphill battle to begin with, especially when the Vikings invest a second round pick on a right guard. And now he's getting first team snaps. This regime didn't take Wyatt Davis. That was Rick Spielman. And according to Courtney Cronin on the Purple Insider podcast earlier this offseason, Wyatt Davis was a Rick Spielman special. Yeah. All his scouts yeah. told him, don't take him. But Rick Spielman's like, I put my pants on over my shoes, so I'm going to take Wyatt Davis. Like, I, I just, you know, it's frustrating. The guy was a first-round pick or graded to be a first-round pick at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He starts tumbling. He's in the third round. I think a lot of Viking fans were excited when the Vikings were able to scoop him up. But sometimes these guys fall for reasons other than – You know, the coach is just outthinking themselves. Like maybe it's a work ethic because he showed up out out of shape. Maybe he's just not good. Maybe his knee injury that he suffered during his junior year at Ohio State really hampered him to the point where he doesn't have the drive or the anchor to stop opposing pass rushers. So there's a lot at play here. I I mean, apparently he's not even getting reps. So like we can't even like sit there and be like, this is what's wrong with him. It's just. He's not playing. So the coaches, I don't think, like what they see in him. And, 
Yeah, I mean, that's it's going to be probably one of Rick Spielman's biggest draft whiffs. Yeah, offensive linemen and quarterbacks, uh, Rick Spielman's specialty. Um, yeah, he's Wyatt Davis is going to have to hope for either a miracle or a bunch of people to get hurt because his chances of, of making it past final cuts this year are just very low. Um, I think the best case scenario for him is that he ends up on the Vikings practice squad. And even that seems to be in doubt right now. It's just, it's, it's really puzzling because like we've mentioned before, like he's a two time all American at Ohio state. Like how did he get voted as like, get these all American awards over other players if he wasn't this good. But like you said, it could be injury related. That could impact the way that he's, playing in the NFL right now and he could have been a totally different player than he was in Ohio State. It could be the system that the Vikings are in. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of variables, but two different regimes now. Wyatt Davis uh not not doing so hot. And yeah, it, it will be surprising if he makes it past final cuts, but it doesn't seem like that's gonna happen. Um oh. And there's other things too. I mean, you mentioned the all American awards. I mean, how many Heisman winners have gone on and just flamed out in the NFL? Yeah. yeah like yeah. Oh, your Johnny Manziel's of the world, you know, they like college football on fire and they're just bad when they get to the NFL. I mean, Matt Khalil, remember him big rock solid franchise left tackle, supposedly going to solidify the position for 10 years. And he has one pro bowl season and then flames out of the league. Like these things happen, but uh, for a team like the Vikings, it just always seems to happen at quarterback and offensive line. And that draws a lot of frustration from the fan base. Which is hilarious because I think we'll talk about this too. Rick Spielman's writing stuff now for for websites and a lot of his stuff is about quarterbacks. And it's like, do you like you don't have like the I don't know, the 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 resume really to talk about like teams activity at quarterback whether it's good or bad because his track record not that good at at quarterback so um this depth chart did remind me that the vikings have two punters uh in camp this year totally forgot about that uh do you know the name of the vikings new punter well the fact you put this on the show outline makes me (laughs) it was your test to uh see if i actually do show prep and it is ryan white ryan excuse me ryan wright which is very hard to say. Uh, and I know this because I feel like this is something you wanted me to do. So I actually pulled up the depth chart when I was looking this up to see who it was. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if you want punter analysis here. I got nothing for you. Um, well, he's an undrafted rookie out of Tulane and he averaged 47 and a half yards per punt in his senior season last year. That's all I can tell you. But, Very underrated uniforms at Tulane, though. They're one of my favorite to play in uh, college football. What's their football. nickname, too? They're Green they a, Wave. Yeah, the Green Wave. That's right. So, so they have, like, green uniforms, and they got a little bit of that light Carolina. They have a blue one, too. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very sharp. They got some black ones. Very, a yeah. lot of things went, mixed in there. So, and a cool uh, nickname, really. Is it Sean King that went to Tulane, the old Bucks quarterback? Did he go there? Sean King, Jason oh, yeah. Losman, uh, Darnell. Oh, Moore, yeah. Chicago Bears, wide receiver one, also wow. went to Tulane. NFL powerhouse. Um, yeah. No, it was not a test for you. I didn't. It wasn't the, the yellow M&Ms in the M&M jar. It wasn't, wasn't that. I just. This is like just, you. This is like Demarcus Russell getting a blank DVD. <laughs> and, well, hey, watch well, this. 
I don't know. I went to McDonald's. Like you proved we, yourself. You're not a you're not a bust. So yes, there you go. Um, I mentioned before that, and then moving on to the defense, virtually nothing was surprising because most of that stuff seems pretty set in stone. Other than uh, maybe maybe the starting safety next to Harrison Smith, but nobody would be surprised if it was Cam Bynum who's listed as the safety next to Harrison Smith, and then corners were what. Um, Patrick Peterson and Cameron Dantzler and Chris Boyd was fifth or sixth. So not, nothing really too surprising. Uh, but at punt returner, Amir Smith-Marset is listed as the number one returner and rookie Jalen Naylor as, is listed as his backup. So if Smith-Marset opens up the year as the, the fourth receiver on the Vikings depth chart, would you rather have him as the punt returner or Naylor? I guess I kind of answered this question a little bit weird because I'm like, who has experience doing this? And Amir Smith-Marset right now did not return punts at Iowa. He did not return a punt during the regular season last year. Uh, Jalen Naylor has some experience, but he didn't return punts in his final two seasons at Michigan State, where he averaged nine yards per return in 2020, which is a COVID year. You kind of throw that out. Um I don't know. I, I, I don't know what they're going, to, they're going to do because the bar is very low at punt returner. It's basically just don't screw it up. We haven't seen anybody have success in this position since fellow John Marshall Rocket Marcus Sherrills took a <laughs> hold of the position. And I mean, you got KJ Osborne. He tried to do the Allen Iverson crossover uh, when he tried to do it. So I think they gave him a look seeing like, hey, can you do it yet? No, you can't. So um, and, and plus... I don't think you would want KJ Osborne returning punts when he's the wide receiver three and you're going to be running a lot of three receiver sets, I assume. So I, I don't know. I, I've gotten to the point of, yeah, it's important. I don't care who it is as long as they don't mess up. Like, yeah. and that that's what they should do. They shouldn't be looking for like this Devin Hester, Cordero Patterson type mold, because even though it would be nice to have one of those guys, they don't grow on trees. Like you're, it's hard to find one of those guys. So find somebody that can feel the punt, bring it up a couple of yards and not fumble, botch, muff, whatever word you want to use to screw up. Um, and they'll be fine. So yeah, I, I mean, flip a coin really in my, hey, my way back in the day, Patrick Peterson was ridiculous as a, a punt returner. He's he was awesome now, but yeah. I think he had, I think he had four, punt return touchdowns as a rookie um but yeah little 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 past his prime to do that i think he talked about that like yeah no nah, i'm too old to do that now um yeah. but i with, with the offensive scheme that the vikings are running and how it's going to be likely more passing oriented um i think it's more important to keep someone like amir smith marset healthy because you know the mm-hmm. second the second thielen jefferson or or osborne goes down he's the third receiver um so I think I'd rather see Naylor be given the punt return duties just because of that. But at the same time, you know, Naylor being a rookie also concerns me as well and him not having a whole lot of punt return experience. Um, but isn't there an undrafted receiver uh, who was a punt returner? What did he play like? Appalachian State. Um, do you know Thomas Hennigan? Yeah, 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 that- yeah. But he runs like a 4-9. Um, so he's not going to speed by you. He might make you miss, but, um, he's the one who has the most, I think, punt return experience on this team. So I think he might be someone maybe to watch in the And pre-season. again, if he doesn't screw up, I don't care what he runs. Right. Like, right. Fair catch every time. I don't care. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Works for me. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, uh, 
during the the preseason because I think that'll play a a big role in it because teams punt a lot in the preseason because they don't score a lot. So I believe the Vikings over under for Sunday is uh, 34 points. So, yeah, super high. All right. Moving on to the next topic, which is Mike Zimmer has a new job. Uh, Mike Zimmer has apparently joined the 33rdteam.com as a staff member. He will be uh, reportedly, according to Phil Mackey of Score North, he will reportedly be contributing to the site with written content and video content. Um, So technically, Mike Zimmer is a member of his beloved media now. Um, So it's interesting how maybe he'll get a call. Chris Thomason for some some tips or whatever. Um, the 33rd Team is a website that was founded by former NFL executives Joe Banner and Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, I think it aims to just provide a more exclusive insider view of things around the league because uh, Zimmer is joining other NFL player, other former NFL players, coaches, and, and executives, uh, including Bill Parcells, Michael Vick, Rich Gannon, Marvin Lewis, Bill Cowher, and Brett Favre. Oh, yeah. And some guy named Rick Spielman is also a staff member of the 33rdteam.com. So Zimmer and Spielman are co-workers again. They just can't separate for too long. But do we think Mike Zimmer is going to be good at something like this? Now, you forgot in your list, uh, our friend of the show, Tyler Fornest, also writes oh, for yeah, the yeah, yeah. team. I uh, just want to give him a shout out quick, yes, but yes. this, this is not the type of job I envisioned Mike Zimmer having at the beginning of the 2022 season. <laughs> I, you know, just seeing him in front of a typewriter, I don't think, or typewriter. I'm not wrong. <laughs> you know, just hacking. Like you think he's like a chicken pecker, like, or is just like, he totally does this. Yeah. 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 Just does the one finger thing. He doesn't do the, you know, thing we learned in he's got, uh, the, he's got the glasses on like the edge of his nose that's how he looks at his phone probably like yeah yeah <laughs> I, I i'm i'm sure that's kind of how it is but um it sounds like this job they go into zoom calls and they talk to a writer so maybe yeah. he'll be talking to our friend tyler yeah. and being like this is what i know about defense tyler's like i got you and then spruce it up and then mike looks like a genius um the guy knows football uh, and I think that's what they want to assemble at 33rd team. They want to get guys that have been in the league a long time. They know what it's like to be successful. And, and despite all the bashing and all the culture shredding that the Vikings have done, Mike Zimmer was a very good coach, both as a defensive coordinator and as a head coach, particularly in the first four seasons he was in Minnesota. Wink, wink. Um, I, I'm interested to see what he writes. And I mean, you know, it is funny to see Rick Spielman writing about quarterbacks, but but I mean, getting that kind of insight from a general manager or a defensive coach, like I, I would like to read about Mike Zimmer and his thoughts on defense and everything else. And I, I think it's a good hire. So, yeah, I've looked at some of their content on their site. It feels a little dry right now. A little. Who cares? Because it's more it's, it's a lot of general stuff. I think they should maybe play to their strengths and maybe look back at some of like the most significant events that some of these people have been a part of and kind of talk about those because I don't think a whole lot of people care like like about the people aren't going to the 33rd team to find out like, you know, what 
what this what a four three defense is. I don't I don't the think inter- people are, intricacies of a double A gap. Board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's not gonna, you know, it might be something that they like to talk about, but I don't know if it's gonna interest a whole lot of people. So if they want to stick around, I feel like they're gonna have to make use of all the uh, personalities that they they have, which they can. It's not gonna be very hard because if you like have Zimmer and Spielman on the same call, that would be amazing. Um, but I think he'd be good at it for sure. He's like, no one's ever questioned Mike Zimmer's knowledge of football. Um, sometimes it always, it didn't always translate to being successful on the field, but no one has ever questioned Mike Zimmer's knowledge of defense or defensive backs. Um, so he had a weekly show, I think on, on the Vikings website or whatever. We went over some plays and game strategy at times. So I'm assuming this might be something similar. Um, but no, I think he can, he can be good at, yeah, I don't, I don't expect him to be the next Peter King or anything, but, um, he'll be, he'll be good at what, what are some of the things you would like to hear Zimmer talk about? <laughs> oh boy. Um, his relationship with Kirk cousins would be fun, wouldn't it? Oh boy. Yeah. Although uh, we've talked about this. I don't think he has anything to gain because I think he wants to be a head coach in the NFL again someday. So, I mean, if he goes out and he rips everybody in the Vikings organization, everybody's going to read that and be like, man, he, this dude's unhinged. But You think he wants to be a head coach or just a coordinator? I think he'd like to be a head coach again. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? If yeah. somebody came up to him and been like, hey, um, I'm trying to think. So, like, let's say the Bears, like Eberflus goes 0-17. Yeah. And Ryan Poles is like, all right, we got to change it up. You don't think he's going to try and call Mike Zimmer and be like, hey, you want to coach the Bears? You want to coach against Kirk Cousins twice a year and just, you know, troll him? Like, did Mike, did Mike Zimmer have, did he have any, any interview with like the Jaguars or something? Was it? I don't even think he interviewed. Rick Spielman nearly had a job with the Jaguars. That's what you're thinking about. There was a rumor or something that he was talking with them. Um, Yeah. 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 Like, is this going to be the place where he spills the beans out of about everything that, that went on the last few weeks of last season? Probably not. Um, no. I don't think that's what they want to do, but I, I would like to hear maybe some of the things that he went through, maybe describe the, the Minneapolis miracle from his point of view, like go into that or, or describe maybe a more detailed version of the day that Teddy Bridgewater went down because there's still like, we don't know a whole lot about that. You know, maybe talk about when Adrian Peterson was suspended for like the entire year in his first season as a Vikings head coach when he was just like immediately thrown into the fire of, hey, this is the Vikings. This is what happens to us every year. Um, it's so not my fault by my example. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, forward by Gene Snitsky. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's I think there's a lot of things he can explore. Hopefully it's not just, you know, like I said, the general it's a four three defense. A gap blitz. You know, this is how corners should play. and and safety you should know how to play both positions. So hopefully it's more than that. Um, but you said that you think he still wants to be a head coach. Do you, so do you think like this, him doing this is indication that he does want to continue coaching the NFL or maybe, maybe he wants to hang low and just do something like this. Well, remember last March, Doug Peterson wrote an article for the 33rd team where he talked about how to construct a quarterback room. And the next thing you know, he was hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So if Rick, or excuse me, if Mike Zimmer can kind of maybe soften his image a little bit, show that he's still, because like, what, what do people say when they talk about Mike Zimmer? He lost his fastball, right? Yeah. People think that he, he forgot how to coach defense. If he can show the 
knowledge is still up there. Like teams are going to wind up hiring him. So I think this is a good way for Zimmer to get back into the public eye. Uh, it's a low stress situation, I assume, where, you know, he's just going to watch football, recharge the batteries. And what is he, 66 years old? Maybe, you know, another year off. He comes back as the head coach of the Bears or the Jets or maybe a defensive coordinator for Sean Payton in Dallas or wherever he winds up. Like, yeah, I, I think it's a very Texans? smart business move for Zimmer. Like, I'm trying to think where he, he could land. Are the Texans in there? Maybe. Texans, but they want to hire Josh McCown. I know they do. <laughs> like they, they want to hire knows. that, and like, they, they were they going do. to do it, and then like nobody hired minority candidates. Yeah. So like, yeah. guess we can't do that. Uh, yeah. Lovey Smith, yes, yeah. Lovey. Yeah. See, we we hired one, but yeah, yeah. There isn't like I feel like he's just going to go wherever Sean Payton goes. Um, right. Yeah, either that or if the Bengals defensive coordinator, if he gets a head coaching job, I I can see him going back to Cincinnati. Um. Yeah, so I'm 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 interesting. I'm interested in to see how uh, Mike Zimmer what he does with this this opportunity that he has. Maybe he'll just do one article and be like, "This is stupid. Um, I'm done." Huh? So we'll see. All right, this Sunday we've got Vikings football for the first time since January. Now it's a preseason game, so everyone will enjoy the first five minutes and then be like, "All right, when's the regular season?" Because this is freaking boring. Um, on Sunday, the Vikings are taking on the Raiders at 325 Central Time in Las Vegas. Uh, the game will be broadcast locally on Fox 9 and nationally on NFL Network, so a lot of people can watch from home. Uh, according to WinBet, the Raiders are favored by three and a half points, and the over-under is set at 34 points for all of you crazy people who bet on preseason football. Don't I wouldn't even touch that. Um, but I did hear today that more people bet on preseason football than, than they do on uh, regular season baseball games. So that's make it spicy, man. You know, <laughs> if you're bored of tears, like put some skin in the game. Why right. not? That is, that is I feel like that's just burning your mind. There is no there is no way you can know anything like that is just throwing your money. People play roulette, don't they? Yeah, I guess. What, so. what slot is this ping pong ball going to go in? Let's let's throw a hundred grand. Although see. the Ravens have like a twenty game win streak in the preseason, it's something hang the banner ridiculous <laughs> like that. <laughs> they actually have banners in Baltimore for championships. Yeah, they have. They, I mean, they have a Super Bowl. Know, that might be yeah. a little redundant, but um, but looking at the offensive side of the ball, who are some of the players that you'll you'll be keeping an eye on on Sunday when it comes to the Vikings? Well, we already talked about Kellen Mond. I, I want to see, yep. you know, is this as bad as people are making it out to be? And like I said, I think he should play at least three quarters. I mean, if you're going to oh. run out Sean Mannion for one, fine. But, I mean, if I was Kevin O'Connell, shoot, I'd play him the entire game. Just like, here's your chance, kid. If you, if you can field snaps, if you can make reads and everything else, like everything will be good. If you look like a disaster and, and also too, I mean, if Kellen Mond has been this bad, I think uh, uh, Kevin O'Connell, I nearly call him Sean McVay again, but uh, Kevin O'Connell is wants to see his team function. And I mean, if Kellen Mond is, you know, peeing down his leg, so to speak, like he, it, nobody's going to look good. So, um, It'll be really interesting. Of course, Garrett Bradbury as well is another offensive player I'm looking at. 
Um, if he does not play, this is not a real competition. Right. So if if he is out on the field, then my eyes will kind of get a little wide. And we'll see what's going on there. No, uh, Jalen Naylor, obviously. Play. What's that? He needs to play. Yeah, he he absolutely he needs, needs to play. play. Jalen Naylor, uh, we yep. talked about him a little bit. Yep. The tight ends, Johnny Munt and uh, Jack Davidson. Zach, it's a bad sign when you can't even remember their names. But um, yeah, I think that's the list uh, in my eyes. How about you? Yeah, you nailed some of the guys that I had to Naylor, uh, Mond, and Davidson. Uh, I'm curious about Chris Reed because we've heard mixed reports about him in training camp at, at center. Um, and it's not going to take much for him to overtake Garrett Bradbury, I feel like. Um, so I'm curious to see how he does as far as, you know, snaps and whose fault that is and whose isn't. Uh, I'm curious about Ty Chandler, uh, the rookie running back that they drafted this year, see what he can do uh, with the ball in his hands and, like, the open field. And uh, Ed Ingram, who's getting first-team reps. Maybe he, maybe Ed Ingram doesn't even play on Sunday now, now that he's getting first-team reps. I doubt that'll be the case, but... Yeah, and then with Kellen Mond and Sean Mannion, I feel like they'll either one will play the first half and one will play the second half, or they'll alternate and do like one plays the first quarter, one plays the second quarter, one plays the third quarter, one plays the fourth quarter. Because I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to play, and they only have two quarterbacks. So, what, another reason why I'm surprised they, they maybe they maybe they'll sign someone before Sunday because if Kirk uh, Cousins is ill still, they they're going to need to. Because if Mannion or Mon goes down on Sunday, they don't have a backup. So, um, punter chucking be, it around on uh, Sunday just that could be right yeah, out. Who would be? Yeah, I don't. I don't even want to think about it. Uh, defensive side of the ball, who who are some of the guys you'll be watching? Uh, Andrew Booth Jr. and the rest of the secondary. I don't think we'll see Patrick Peterson. I don't think we'll see Cameron Dantzler. Mm-hmm to be honest with you. So Andrew Booth Jr. has been one of those players that has popped uh, during training camp. Uh, I, I'm not sure how much Lewis Seen is going to play. I, right. I don't think we'll see Cameron Bynum. Um, but, I, I mean, the back end of the depth chart, like a Caleb Evans, is he good? Um, is Has Chris Boyd improved at all? No. Has, yeah, probably not. But, I mean, well, he had that really good look pass at these things. He had that really good pass breakup in the night practice and we had that one play where he thought he won the Super Bowl. He probably um, made a joke too. And everybody's like, man, he's funny. But like, he's been having a terrible camp and I, I saw the Vikings posted that and he just was freaking out about it. Cause he thought he did so well. It's like, you made one play, man in training camp. Chill out. Um, yeah. Then Brian Asamoa, I'm, I'm curious about cause we've been hearing a bunch of things about him getting some interesting, uh, some reps in training camp. Patrick Jones, the second, um, he's someone we really didn't see a whole lot of last year, and it, it sounds like the Vikings really like him this year as like a backup pass rusher. Uh, and Jalen Twyman in the middle there, um, seems to be a very interesting uh player who who's on the bubble. It feels like at this point, um, you know, he didn't play last year; he's got shot, um, and he's back this year, and he's he's a big like his arms, they're not small. Um, so maybe he can make a difference there in the middle. I think this might be like his first game since 2019. Uh, yeah, Pitt. So it's been a while yeah, out in 2020. Yeah. So, um, the Vikings offense and defense will both have new schemes in this game. New head coach makes sense. Um, 
Which will we learn more about on Sunday, do you think? The offense or the defense? I think we'll see little things. I don't think we're going to see a full-blown like reveal. But, I I mean, we'll see a couple of little things. Maybe they run a couple of things. I mean, preseason football is really vanilla. You said it yourself. Nobody's going to open their bag of tricks until the games start counting in week one. Um, I kind of want to see where some players line up. Like, you know, even if they do keep it vanilla, there are going to be things that they do differently compared to, I mean, illusion of complexity, right? The... Motion. Uh, the premise of this is that they can run the same play or have things look as the same play, mm-hmm. but run like 30, 40 different plays out of that look. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it might just be a really simple look and they just dumb it down. And then once the regular season happens, it's like, oh, my God, they ran that play out of this. Like, that's when the big reveal is going to happen. So, um, yeah, I don't think we'll see anything major, but we'll see hints here or there. Yeah, I don't expect the offense to show much of anything at all we've heard kevin o'connell's pretty uh skeptical everyone saw that message on uh, the video board before their their training camp practice where you know they didn't want the fans to help their opponents by recording videos so he's already pretty skeptical of uh giving away his secrets so i don't, I don't really expect a whole lot uh to be shown with the offense but i do think we'll see a little bit more with the defense because they're switching they're switching to a three four base so that'll be something different that we really haven't seen in 40 years uh yeah. so yeah um so i think that'll be the most interesting thing to see just kind of just kind of how it functions what they want to do not necessarily exactly plays that they're going to run on defense but just how this defense functions compared to defenses that we've seen in years past and now finally i have to bring this up because the vikings are playing in las vegas on sunday las vegas not known for being a town where everyone goes to build churches or whatever um Lots of chapels, though. There are. Lots, lots, lots. Yeah, you're right. You know what? You're right. Got me there. Um, are you concerned at all about any of the Vikings players possibly getting into trouble in Vegas? I'm not sure they'll have time to do it. Right. Like, when you think about it. So, like, I was trying to think of previous uh, instances where players have gotten in trouble in Vegas. Like, Alvin Kamara is the big one because we're waiting on a suspension from him. But the NFL likes to take the Pro Bowl. What what's that? Was that during the that was during the Pro Bowl, right? Yeah, I, well, yeah, I was getting to that. Like that was during the Pro Bowl where they have a lot of downtime. It's yeah. technically off season, yeah. uh, everything else. Uh, you know, Henry Ruggs was on an off day where you know jumps into a car, gets a Dewey. I think what was it, Damon Arnett? Uh, mm-hmm. That was another guy who mm-hmm. got into trouble in Vegas. Although I think that was more social media based than anything else. Like. I think that the Vikings are going to fly in. They're going to check in in their hotel. They're going to be ready to go. And then, you know, I, I mean, it's not like not to single out Adam Thielen or something. It's not like Adam Thielen's going to like land and be like, all right, I'm not playing tomorrow. Might as well go uh, hit up Vegas and, you know, <laughs> go get a couple buckets at the he does like to golf. Put down some money, but, you know, maybe hunt up a top golf or something. Oh, he's out there. Yeah. Hundred percent. We don't want Adam Thielen betting because the NFL frowns upon that. Uh, well, <laughs> you might get a year suspension if you make. Uh, yeah. If you, if you pull the slot machine one time, um, accidentally. Dr. Goodell, what are you doing here? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'm not too worried either. I just wanted to throw that out there to see if you had any concerns. Just because it's Vegas. It's. But you should. But 
people should be concerned about any any city. I would feel like I think a lot of stuff happens like during the bye week, right? Yeah, when guys get in trouble. That I think that's when Jaron Curse got in trouble. Was during the bye week. Yeah, and there's no structure. Right. So um, I mean, there's going to be structure in this trip. So yeah, and this is the preseason. A lot of guys, their jobs on the line. Like they're trying to make the team. So they're not trying to. They're not like going out and celebrating, or they shouldn't be that they've they've done anything because they haven't yet. Um. So, and I like it feels like a lot of the guys that the Vikings have on their team. They're not really like. No one's like a party guy. I mean, I could be wrong, but it feels like a lot of them would rather stay home and play video games. Uh, so <laughs> maybe that'll help them out. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't know the personality of these guys really well, so it could be different. But I feel like, like I don't, I don't know about you, but I've, I've had this like thought in my head. Like, if Kirk Cousins were to get to to get arrested, like, what would it like? I swear it'd be like somebody like shorted him a cheeseburger in the drive-thru or something. <laughs> like just something so, thinking, or like it would be very curb your enthusiasm like where like he's he means to do one thing, but it winds yeah. up just severely offending somebody yeah. and just like, no, that's not what I meant to do. No, nah, no. But I was thinking it would be something way, way worse. So I'm glad you didn't let me speak. Um <laughs> I, was, I was getting a little dark in my head. Um that's all we need to talk about. Okay, uh, Sunday. So the Vikings play in Vegas, three twenty-five Central, one twenty-five for me because I'm on the West Coast. Um, on Fox Nine and NFL Network. And, West uh, Coast we'll... time is just prime for sports viewing. By the way, yeah, all is nice. You got games what? starting at four. You can watch all the games. Monday Night Football is over at eight thirty. Yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good, except for when pe- teams go to London. And it sucks because the game starts at six thirty, uh, so I usually wind up taking a nap at halftime during those yeah. games. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll be back on Monday. I'm sure we'll be talking about what happened in the game. Hopefully, uh, everything goes well. Uh, nothing goes terribly bad. But uh, yeah, we'll be back to talk about that. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and like this video. Uh, the audio version of this podcast will also be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, the iHeart Radio app, or, and whatever uh, podcast app that you pretty much use. We're, we're on there. So go check that out. Make sure you like the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And until next time, Chris and I, talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.